Welcome to the Keyforge Premier League podcast, where we will focus on the people of the community that are contributing to the growth of our sport. Get inside perspectives on the reasons they play Keyforge, what they think about the community, and various other sidebars and hijinks. Be sure to go to the website, www.keyforgepremierleague.com, to find everything you need to know to get started on your path to the top. Thank you again for tuning into the podcast. And if you have any inputs or requests, please reach out to us at keyforgepremierleague at gmail.com. And we will do our best to represent the demand of the player base. The Keyforge Premier League is by the community for the community. All right, welcome to KFPL Weekly, and this week we have kind of a crossover because I'm bringing in my good brother, uh, C Minion, known as Chris, uh, head of the Coat League. I will say it properly since he's here. Uh, and, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about Coat 8 today to get you guys ready for it. So um, I'll let you say your hellos and uh, give your intro for Coat 8. Cheers, man. Cheers to you. Glad to be here again. Um, it only feels like yesterday I was last on here talking to you, but it was probably like two months ago now. Um, yeah, so I, I'm Chris. I'm, I'm Timini, and I, I help run the Cote, or I'm the founder and chief manager for Cote. And Cote Cote 8 is coming February. February the 9th, no matter how you read the date, it's February the 9th. We are starting Cote, and you have until February the 9th to register your team. Why should you take part or what is the format? Well, firstly, the format, we are trying something different. And with Coat, we always try something new as often as we can. Uh, and we're getting braver and braver and braver with our formats. So there's two big changes for Coat 8. Firstly, because of the feedback we've got from so many people, we are moving to a round-robin style event. So we will split the world into geographies and we will put a team, uh, we will put teams into groups based on geography. Um, which may mean there's multiple US teams, multiple European teams, probably one Asia Pacific team and one international team if you're part of a your team is part of multiple geographies like Jupiter's is. Um, and then you will do round robbing through that first group phase. Once the group phase is finished, we move to the second part of the event, which is we have a playoff, and then we move to the third part, which is multiple seeded top cuts. And the aim of this is we want to give everyone the ability to keep playing people at their level around the world. So they don't have to wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning to be beaten badly by one team. We hope that in the cut, when we get to the cuts, all the cuts will be at a similar level. And if you want to drop before then, awesome. If you just want to play in the group stages. If you want to drop off the day two, that's fine too. But the point here is to be inclusive and have fun. And the format this time, because the group stage will be a little bit longer than we had in the last couple of events, is we're trying a SAS climb. So, and what that means is we are expecting that the first week, everyone will have a SAS cap of 60. The second week, it will increase by two. It'll be a SAS cap of 62. The third week will increase, increase again. It'll be a SAS cap of 64 and so on and so on. Up until we get to the playoffs. Then after the playoffs, we will have a, for the cuts, we will have a SAS decrease of four a week. And we're guessing, but it all depends on numbers of people who register, that this will be an equal up and an equal down in total. Um, and again, the key thing is is bringing people on board, bringing people together. We're still formalizing prizes. Uh, we haven't got a sponsor yet. Uh, and if someone has one who they can recommend, we'll gladly take it on board. But we are all about just trying to make a good, friendly uh, event for everyone. So Jupiter, it, as you're the first team to sign up, I can't berate you for not signing up. <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah. And so, like, here's the, here's the key, here's the reasoning and the rationale, right? I'm trying to be tactical. This season, we're going for top cut. Like, uh, it's my team. Like, uh, I, I recruited people for my team. Um, and uh, I brought Anxious Pi- Pirate, and I'm bringing back Ban Solitude. Um, and uh, both are good players, and I, myself. And our, our, our goal is to be prepared this season. So we wanted to get ahead of the curve and, and get our, our notes in and stuff like that. Um, but the main reason I, I had them commit early in, in to what we're doing is because I specifically asked, could I change my deck when it gets closer to the start time and and brett told me that we could change our decks basically up until the first game right like up until the first we're ready to go well, this is time to play uh, uh, up until the draw to right. play up until the draw okay yeah, yeah up until the draw so with that said um you never know when sass is going to update so all three of our decks are sitting at 60 currently um and they basically <laughs> are right on that line so um if they go up in sass we can still keep play our decks because we've registered them as 60s um, and if for some reason they go down or something else comes down to where we think is better to have at 60, we can just change it to that point and lock it in at that point. But early being early lets you, gives you the opportunity to lock in your deck in case of a SAS shift. And so that was the game plan there and the, uh, the thought process. And that's why I had my guys commit a bit earlier. Um, we're still testing the decks and stuff, obviously, but, uh, yeah. we're pretty happy with our choices so far. And, um, it's going to be an interesting climb. They look good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like yes, it. this will be very interesting. And just for everyone wondering, there's two things. There's we, when you submit your deck for registration, your, your SAS is locked, locked for that deck. Um, so as Jim says, if SAS changes tomorrow and goes up by 400%, their deck is locked to 60. Mm-hmm. The caveat to that is I still have to finish writing the code to lock it. <laughs> now you've made me sort of like lit a fire under me to finish that piece. But we're so close to, to being there. Uh, it just needs to, like, last few bits need to come together. Um, and also then as we go week by week, you'll have to register your deck for the, for week two before the end of week one, before the draw, otherwise we'll assume you're using the same deck. So make sure it's fair because I'm always shocked. And I don't know if you do this as well, Jupiter, how many people religiously practice for their coat games? Yeah. Um, for coat before this season, I never practiced, um, but I learned the value of like, if you want to be competitive, if you want to make top cut, you have to practice because like teams like can't touch this and this, the, you know, the perennial like uh, top cut guys, they are into data crunching. They're into looking at your deck list. They're into doing all the research they can. They're getting in their practice games. Um, they're not uneducated Keyforge players. So if you not really, if, if you really want to make top cut, you need to tune into the coach show weekly, uh, get numbers, get ideas, get to see what's going on. Um, plug the boards and make sure that you're looking at what your opponents are doing and what, what basically they're bringing to the table and like what kind of things to think about. I think this season is a little bit harder to prep because every week people are changing. So that's a, that's a plus to the, uh, to that, to basically stopping the super the people who are super data, um, you know, gurus, but yes, they're, they're still, uh, they're it's going to be interesting. Now. Yeah, they're still going to know what's going on, but um, definitely. But in the uh, end, uh, uh, reps matter. Go ahead. I would say in the end, reps just matter. Yeah. <laughs> reps, ma- reps help counterbalance the the RNG. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As someone tried to spend ages arguing me once, and I gave up. So, <laughs> but and you brought up the coach show. And the coach show, just for the the all of your listeners who, who don't know, is every Tuesday evening. So this is nine p.m. GMT. Mm-hmm. We run a what we call the coach show, uh, which is not just talking about coach, but it started that way, but talking about Keyforce, Keyforce news. So we went through some of the spoilers that came through last week. We 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 advertise other events, either online or in person. We go through some metrics of the coach events uh, for that week that uh, the getting switch guys have produced for us brilliantly. 
then we also we have a, a live commentary of a pre-recorded match, which includes interviews of the teams and the, the breakdown that um, Jupiter mentioned of the card touch just have done the decks. And then finally, we go through various results for matches, both for code and KFPL results we started putting in there. And the champion of the Crucible results we're, we're, we're just going through. So how it's the aim is to be your one-stop shop of what are all the online events going on, where are the results, what's the community doing, what's exciting, and bringing the community together at Central Hub. And Jupiter, we're still waiting for you to tell us when you're coming on to talk about the KFPL. I can come on whenever uh, you guys want me to. I just uh, I don't chase, so like uh, you tell me, I, I'll show up. Uh, but uh, I would be more than glad to come on. Um, and the KFPL, like uh, we've sent stats already over to Brett and uh, you yep. know told them things. And uh, there's actually a video I just made on the YouTube channel for um, KFPL that's about 45 seconds long, and it's like a quick recap uh, challenge basically for season two that's coming up for KFPL. Um, sure. All our pre qualifiers are going on in the next follow in the the next three Saturdays. So there's two this Saturday, there's two the following Saturday, and then the last chance qualifier for them all. And we put in a caveat for all those people that keep asking us that are already qualified. Can we play in the qualifiers? Um, answer is always no, right? Like if you're already qualified for something, you don't get to play in the qualifier, right? But this season we decided if you want to be uh, so brass and you want to play in the qualifiers and you're really into Keyforge just for playing the game and you think you can requalify, you may forfeit your, your, your spot in the KFPL go back into the player pool and qualify again. Um, and your spot will basically be added to the number at the last chance qualifier. So like, uh, because the last chance qualifier, we fill to the 48. So if you drop your spot, basically that tournament that you dropped it for will still be only three, you know, spots given out there. But on the last chance qualifier, whatever is left to fill, we will fill. Um, so I'm, I, in my video, I challenged somebody to step up to that and, and do that um, because I know that the spots in the KFPL are pretty coveted. And you know, it's Keyforge, like yeah. there's never a guarantee that you're going to do great. But there are people who do have consistent finishes and they do have favorite formats that they, they feel they can win in. So the uh, yeah. the moxie of those people would be... Uh, legendary right like it's all about the status right for kfpl like uh, getting that that acclaim like right now kiwi is uh sitting on the uh on the top of the world and has his crown as he as he looks at his uh swell of atlanteans that are uh storming my kfpl and uh <laughs> that team is like to be on clear the beating coat and the lanterns climb up coat as well don't get me wrong they're they're, they're doing it everywhere not just the kfpl yeah they're coming they're setting the world on fire as far as, K, as keyforge goes in my opinion uh the most active oh yeah the most deep team that i've seen as far as uh and that's not a pun on the atlantean thing either they're just they got a lot of great oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah but uh just as saying though like i, I do uh, appreciate everything Kiwi and his boys. Erie Daly has been one of the most consistent fun players for me to watch uh, through season one. Um, kind of, he's become one of my fan favorites. Then he actually won our charity event and donated his first place purse to the uh, Doctors Without Borders. So again, selfless, uh, all about Keyforge community. Like Hamburg Atlanteans are doing it right in the i'm very proud of them uh another team to look out for nowadays is auto cannons um they're kind of kind of like a they're a, a group of guys that are coming together from different teams now and kind of putting the italian yep. scene on notice um i think they're going to be interesting and ones to follow as well and uh there's a team called the um united archons prime like uh that's the team that we started yes. i started and um i, I think you're going to hear more about us in the league as well this this season so 
but I look forward to it. I look forward to seeing it all, and we and we look forward to going through the some of the KFBL results on the coach show every week, um, mm. just to make sure people are, are are following it and helping to increase traction. I mean, at the end of the day, both our aims here at Jupiter is the same, which is to keep people playing keyforge and keep the community together in these hard times. Yeah, we all I do mean, it through the uh, the blessings and the uh, and, and the help from the crazy killing machine guys, Steve and Carl, uh, under their network um, that they've established to help people like us to help further yeah. promote our our causes, right? Um, I know they're very integral with uh, KFPL. They are, you know, main uh, commodities there for us as far as helping and moving things along. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty yeah. blessed to have met them and have them, you know, basically wager on me, right? Like basically they gave me the confidence to uh, push this. And uh, I can't say that the community and the support for this has been absolutely incredible after season one i never expected it to be this far but we've already matched our prize pool from season one uh so the prize pool wow. will be the same it will be 300 200 100 nothing out of pocket like last season was the first season was out of pocket from people who were running it like we pay basically contribute that to get it moving but with all the uh tournaments and stuff that we've been running um with the monthly tournaments that are the first usually the first saturday first or second saturday of the month we basically um have made enough now that we can match that and not have to come out of pocket at all so then now all the other tournaments we do will be going towards season three in hopes that we'll have a bigger prize pool so it's been crazy and it's all That's because awesome. of, it's all because of the people there too so i'm, I'm very excited yeah, no, that's awesome to him, man. That's absolutely awesome. It's so great to see that all this stuff is still growing. Even in the midst of COVID, we're all locked down. Most game stores are closed, at least where we are and you are, I believe, um, mm -hmm. that we are still seeing the, the, the community come together so well. Um, and, and it's great. I mean, we we love the, the Coke community. We love the uh, KFBL community. And, and we just want to see them both grow. And become even better going forward so let's let's have a sidebar real quick um on this as like we both know that we're committed and we've done our parts to basically make keyforge better right on the on the boards lately i've been hearing a lot of uh and this is something chris is not prepared for so i'm not going to put words in his mouth but I, i'm going to give him the chance to have replies on this too because i'm sure he's strong about mm -hmm. this but uh, on the boards we, we keep seeing these people talking about how keyforge is dead and how it's going to die and that, and that asmodee and ffg don't care and they're basically going to let the game die look at the, the past history with ffg and stuff like that i'm going to counterpoint and i'm going to go on record here saying that uh a lot of the things that I see are just malice and hateful for no reason. And like they aren't researched because the idea here is that FFG and I'm not saying everyone is. I think some people have very valid concerns, but I'm, I'm saying this, that uh, a lot of it is scary tactics that people are just jumping on and they're just trying to hate on us. And that's fine. But listen to the people who listen to my show. I know are very loyal to Keyforge. And here's the here's the real gist of what I've learned in my studies over the past year and stuff and looking into it. Pi Partners owns Asmodee, who owns FFG. Pi Partners and Asmodee are, are almost equal partners. Pi Partners only cares about the profit, obviously, because they're basically an investment firm. As, yeah. Asmodee is basically a gaming company first, a board gaming company first. They care about that product like that, right? But FFG now is basically being restructured because Asmodee has other outlets for things. So they're basically doing this big restructure based on this COVID, right? And every business has had to do this. Like it's not mm -hmm. something that is, isn't uncommon. So for final fine for FFG, basically 
maybe they are going through some stuff. Maybe they're not getting exactly what they bargained for and stuff like that. Yes, they dropped Destiny. Yes, they dropped Shadow. Uh, what is that game called? Shadow Runner or, or... Uh, Netrunner? Netrunner. Net Netrunner. Yeah, Netrunner. Maybe they dropped all these games and stuff like that. The reason they had to drop these games is because they were paying to basically make their games because it wasn't their inte uh, intellectual property. I pay. Right. Correct. Keyforge is one hundred percent their elect uh, intellectual property. They have zero reason to cut that game off of their off of their um, off of their profits because it's nothing but profitable for them because they don't have to pay anybody else to make it. So, for yeah, those IP is, so let me jump in here for a second. Yeah. Second, Jupiter. go ahead. IP is critical here. Destiny, Star Wars theme, Disney demand blood basically to use the stuff. They'll let anyone do it, but you'll pay in blood for how much you have to pay to use their licenses. Um, and this is true for all the games. And we saw there was a big push, at least in my opinion. I mean, you're welcome to this room here. There's a big push over the last few years as Mode of getting more into the household brands, the Disney brands, and producing Disney-based content. But with COVID coming, they're seeing their market change slightly. And they're having to readapt their business model, as you said, because people are now buying more online and, and playing in different ways. Um, and this is, I'd say, the, and most of the board game online retailers I talk to right now are having literally more work, than more business than they know what to do with. Uh, they they are they are struggling to keep up with the demand right now, and yeah. the re and I I think Keyforge is going to do one of two things, and I think the first was unfortunately, I do think there is a chance it may die. Now I don't think this is likely, but it's either in my opinion going to die, but more likely they're going to double down on Keyforge universe things, and I would expect to see to see more Keyforge universe stuff coming through the pipeline over the next two years. Yeah, I don't And I think I don't that makes more that. sense because games with a theme sell better than games without a theme. They have an expanded universe now, which they literally can do whatever they want with. And quite frankly, if you look at the absurdity of some of the cards next to each other, have done whatever they want to. <laughs> um, and I think this is going to see more and more stuff happening in the Keyforge universe. I'm not going to go say, yes, they'll produce their own miniatures game. I don't think they'll go that far. Miniatures are expensive. But will they do more other games? Will they do possibly a dedicated board game or things like that around the Keyforce key universe? Maybe not flavor so much. Mm -hmm. uh, then, yes, I see that happening. Um, but because they'll be crazy not to. Yeah, and I think that us as a fan base, have, we've proven that we want Keyforge and we, that we love this game. And through this COVID, uh, we keep it moving. And um, I don't see it folding for at least... Uh, there's going to be at least two more years of, of releases, I would assume, because I know they have sets made. So, like, there's no way they're going to end before those sets are done. And as long as we hear sets are still being made, we're, we have no reason to naysay and to be negative. Um, and that's the kind of the thing. In a COVID environment, the reason I'm, I'm putting out this PSA on, and it's on my heart is because I've done a lot. I know Chris has done a lot. I know other people like Sheep and Archon's Corner have been doing it. Um, you have like the Sanctimonious guys that were doing it. They have Time Shapers. You have all these other people that are doing content and basically trying to basically maintain the Keyforge base, right? And yet we still have people saying, well, there's nothing to do with Keyforge. It's a dead game. You can't even play it. Like get on TCO. TCO guys are the heart blood of the game right now. Like without TCO, the yeah. game is dead. But like get on there patronize them like give them if if, if you want to give any penny do you, do you mean do you want to rephrase that do you mean patronize them 
not. Do like, you mean subscribe to the Patreon? Patreon. Yes, yes. Patreon. Subscribe <laughs> to their Patreon. Not, don't make fun of them. That's silly. But uh, yes. So thank you for the correction. But like, just to be clear, like, if you have, if you have money that you want to support Keyforge with in content creation or anything else like that, I know that I am. I the first place I would send you to is TCO because without TCO, we, we have nothing. Like we have no reason to be doing nothing. See, even, even Harlan's getting excited about it, <laughs> but these TCO <laughs> guys, but basically blood, sweat and tears are the, are the lifeblood of, um, the game. And then after them becomes the people like us who are creating and, and trying to maintain things. Like I, I created KFPL with the vision of how would I want to play KeyForge and how would I want what would I what would I be interested in playing in? Yet I cannot play yeah. in it. I cannot be a part of it. I am basically I have to watch from the sidelines and just do media and stuff and content, which I do enjoy. Um, and that is part yeah. of the reason I decided to do it. But I, you know, I want to get in there. I want to get in the ring with Kiwi and the Atlanteans. I want to get in there and do some things, and I want to play and stuff like that. That's why I'm. That's why you're playing coach. Yep, that's why I, I, I'm taking Coat seriously now, and how, and I'm taking ABR. Like those are the two leagues that I said. You know what? I can play in, in the Ancient Bear Republic. That's a U.S.-based one. It's really fun. It's casual, competitive, but it's very competitive. Like the people there are amazing and very good. So don't think that you're going to come into a casually fun league and not get crushed because they will crush you and they have no qualms with it. Um, and then yep. there's Coat, which is another is an international uh, venue that I can get into, and I get to play against all these Atlanteans and Auto Cannoners and you know, lab work guys from China and, and, you know, all around the world. And that's what I want. Like all the uh, English uh, gangs that you guys have over there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll see. Yeah. I, I, and, and also with Co, every season, we always have surprises of new teams that dominate that we don't know where they came from. Uh, and so <laughs> yeah. th this season, we're going to say the Brazilian team. And I wish I, it's, I can't pronounce the name, but I'll, I'll give Jupiter the link to put into um, his, his notes when he releases the notes for this podcast. But team Cat. Klatsing, they pronounce it themselves on one of our coach shows. But we've never had a team from Brazil before, and they found us just through Facebook, and they've come on. They've stormed to the top 16. Well, Unfortunately, they're, they're running to Hamburg Atlanteans. Mm -hmm. That's a shame. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, it's great to see there. But as we said, ABR are in our top cut. Two Hamburg Atlantean teams are in our top cut. Can't Touch This are in our top cut. Repout were in our top cut, but not knocked out by Can't Touch Disc, uh, which Can't Touch Disc were over the moon about. I mean, it, it, it's really, really competitive. And, and right now, where we're in the top cut for Coach 7, we're, we're just loving this. Every, every day, we have people just say, oh, we've just logged in to check to see if there's any new results. Like, it's a football match or soccer, as you guys call it. And <laughs> for us, this is brilliant, because this is what we're trying to put together, this thing. And, and just one thing I thought I'd say here is, you had brilliant reasons for starting the KFPL. My, my reasons for starting Coat were always being I travel for my job. I meet new players. I want these players to play other people I know because, mm. quite frankly, some of them to knock them down a few pegs to realize they're not as good as they think they are, just that they happen to be the best on the local scene. The other players, uh, just because I think they'll, they'll really gel well and get on together. And, and this is something that's really happened now that I've discovered literally people, oh, we met you this day in Paris. And I went, that was the worst day of Keyforge I ever played in my life. <laughs> um, and stuff like that. We've seen um, you on stream, so I don't believe that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, 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 no. On stream, just me. <laughs> even then, man. Even then, man. It was, it was not just bad draw. I just played bad. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's we we do this for love. We do, we don't do this for money. And um, though we both we do have our own Patreon as well. So if you want to support TCO and have money to burn, um, that we're going to be putting that towards new giveaways and prizes going forward. Um, and, and most of all, we, we just say we're opening our arms to everybody. Come in, register a team, 
have fun with your mates as you go through and either stomp on people or get stomped on and enjoy the journey and the ride. That's the most important thing. Yeah, so there you go. Like for the people who are saying that there's nothing left in Keyforge and that it is dying, we definitely have venues for you to come play and challenge yourself. Um, if you think the game has no skill to it and you're like one of those people in last turn and go, oh, I would have won if you hadn't marked a diss me into Logos. You know why that happened is because I knew that's where I wanted to put you. Um, the game is, is very deep. It's very complex. It is uh, easy to learn and takes some time it's, to master. <laughs> so a bit like every other game out there, pretty much, I'd say. Like chess. Some easy games... to learn how to play it. Really hard to actually get on top of it. Well, some, most games are not easy to learn. Have you seen Gloomhaven? That's a lot of... Uh, seen it? I, I'm solo playing through it because of COVID. Oh, there you go. So it wasn't, is... it wasn't so easy. It's just a lot of tokens. Yeah. Hey, yeah okay. Okay. Most card <laughs> games are easy to learn. Let's face that. Yeah, okay. Just... Most card games that are not Netrunner are easy to learn. <laughs> See? There's always, there's always those caveats. But um, but I, I have no issue with someone telling me I would have won if you hadn't put me into that house. As far <laughs> as I'm concerned, you're allowed to say that to me once. I'm allowed to say it to you once. Second time you say it, you buy me a drink. That, that's the rule I have when playing. Yeah. Because, yeah. That's what it is. But, like, I'm just saying, like, uh, don't fall victim to trolls. Just play your games. Enjoy it. Find the people that you like to play with. Play with those people more. Um, I do have a morning stream. I do every day, Eastern time, 9 to 11 now. Well, not every day. I do it Monday, Tuesday, uh, sometimes Wednesday. That one's a, a flex day. Thursday, Friday. Because uh, Wednesday, uh, Harlan does not go to school. And if he's being super obnoxious, I can't get to the stream. But And I don't want to commit to the stream if he's not kind of, you know, chilled that's fair so, man. so but, first yep. always family first yep so if you want to catch me out there like it's a good time for the europeans and the uh and the russian and the germans and all them guys to kind of pop in and just watch me play i call it like a live stream deck of the day uh, i just pick a deck and i play it and i see i talk about do i like it do i not like it why why not um just have discussions there's a lot of regulars now that jump on and they uh, like uh we we talk about interesting decks and what's not interesting um today i was playing a graviton deck um and the first one i played was horrible then I switched to the one I got from Kate, and it's actually pretty good. Like it, so it, it showed different sides of how, like just because a card is in the deck doesn't make your deck right. You still have to make the deck work. And no. then there's another. It's deck the combo. Yeah, but then there was another deck that I got that was a 77 in the box I got from Scrowner, which was the highest uh, SAS I got. It was a box of eight plus 70 uh sas decks which is you know not the tell-all but that's crazy like i've never had a deck open with that many plus 70s uh ever and um so it was kind of neat because it was my christmas gift from him and uh basically i tried his the top one the 77 and when i first looked at it i was like eh, it's 77 but i'm not sure it's gonna be great i haven't lost with it yet <laughs> like, wow and i don't know why <laughs> like uh, it's still a mystery to me i'm still like going it's just fluid like it plays really well and the cards that are good are good and the cards that are bad just play better than they normally would because of the way the deck lines up so um mm. that's that's keyforge to me that's the excitement of keyforge right you get to yeah, basically dis discover these things and play but you don't do it if you don't play the games so playing the games is a very uh integral part of that and very important to it so um that's why oh, I, I i, I tangented off of our uh, of our leagues but um i just wanted to address no. it because it was an it's, an it's a facebook thing that i see and i've always tried to stay positive with it and um i think you need to stay positive too and if you're a person that's listening and you're a hater why are you listening like why are you here like uh you're here basically just to cause trouble and basically try to make something miserable that other people are finding pleasure in during the most miserable time in recent memory so 
go away. Like, like if you're that person, go away. If you're a person that's enjoying it, then great, good on you for enjoying it. And I, I look forward to playing and, with you. So yeah, uh, sign up to coach on KFBL, but coat first. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, yeah. So, I, so on your on your topic of boxes, Brett and I just split uh, an AOA box, and I got like three three of my best AOA decks, and he got rubbish. Uh, so I did quite well on that one. Sometimes that happens. So we. Yeah, he, his first six decks he opened were, were, he said, mediocre. And I got, wow, that's my highest Saz. Wow, that's my second highest AOA Saz. And so on. But AOA, like yourself, is still my favorite one. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm favorable and uh, Dark Titans will change that. But AOA versus AOA is still my favorite matchup. I think that the top end AOA decks are the most tactical decks in the game i really do believe that and i think that uh i think that they're very good and they're very brutal and um in, in ways that aren't i still think coat is the most binary of all the groups like the top end yeah. coat it's very binary like it, it the, doesn't take a lot but the problem with being binary is that when you play against better people they can assume what you're going to do or what you're building towards and if they're playing a deck like from aoa or from worlds collide or from mass mutations that has ways to stump your binary line you're you're they, they can go all in on that right like and so it's very if you're predictable it's a lot easier to beat um in my opinion but it's not easy to beat if it's coat at its top level because coat at its top level is is blistering fast um right and so i think mm is giving it is giving it a pretty good challenge i think worlds collide did okay to kind of you know, balance it out a little bit, but I still think Coat was, you know, has an advantage there. But I think MM, MM with the pips and stuff like that has really changed the game up. It uh, made it a lot more interesting. Um, and those are all things that I oh, usually, yes. that, those are things I talk about on my actual, the this podcast with Drascore when I have in my regular. Um, right now we're doing like top 10 of cards in a bubble kind of thing and uh, just having fun talking about Keyforge. And uh, if something comes up, we talk about it beforehand. But uh, you should check out the series. It's pretty fun. Drascore is really neat because he's more of a casual player becoming competitive. So when you listen to the things he picks versus the things that I pick, it's a uh, usually they're they're kind of different. But lately we've started sort of getting closer in line in alignment and thinking. So um, I think that uh, you know maybe there's been growth on both sides of us, like because we get we just because we talk about KeyForge. So um, I would check yeah. those out. But we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up because I know Chris has things to do. Um, so I'm gonna plug KFPL qualifiers Saturday. There's two. There's one in UK time. There's one in um, in Eastern Standard Time, the Eastern Standard Time is the one that I'll be running. It's at 12 o'clock. It starts at 12 o'clock noon, um, uh, my time. And then there's one I know that starts at 4 a.m. my time that is based in... Um, not a.m. Yeah, in not, your time. Not a.m. then, yeah. So I'm thinking that's, wow, that's, that's like 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock, I think. I can't remember. 9 o'clock. Yeah. So wow. if you want those informations, you go to this site called www.crazykillingmachine.uk.co. I think I got that right. Um, and so go to that site. And guess what? You can also find this other uh, event that I know somebody that runs it called Coat. And uh, they're <laughs> yeah. they're currently doing Coat 7 finals and top cuts. And you could register for Coat 8. So, Chris, I'll let you close out. And I will, yep. I will shut up for a minute. <laughs> go ahead. Sure. So the one thing I always love about Jupiter is Jupiter and I are, are both people who love talking. <laughs> Which is why I always find these things hilarious because I'll do a 15 minute diatribe, he'll then do a 15 minute diatribe, and then we'll have like a conversation for two seconds. Then we'll continue with our diatribes because we both just love the sound of our voices. And don't take that as a criticism, Jupiter. That's just how we work. I, um, I agree 100%. But, <laughs> uh, I, I'm 101%. No, yes, but 
Um, so yes, yeah, so Coke, so Coke we're say we're taking up registrations now for Code Eight. Code Eight will start on the 9th of February, I hope. Um, the second Tuesday of February, which I believe is the night. You've got till that day to register. All you need to register now is a team of three people. Uh, you need to and three decks that are SAS sixty or lower that you must be able to um, have permission to use. So we will spot check people and ask them to provide the Archon cards randomly throughout the event just to ensure that you're not net decking. So can you, uh, and can, then, can you just go ahead and save yourself the headaches and put a picture on DOK? Like basically update the uh, the log on DOK and just put your name and date on it as long as it's within, say, a month or so? Nah, there was one of these things of uh, that's still too easy. I think that's still too easy to as well. We, we only um, randomly check a small number. So we'll perhaps sell, we'll just let it, we, we will, I, it's easy for us to ask. Mm -hmm. uh, we haven't looked at doing DOK just because things move and sell and things like that. And in which case, um, we probably do two teams a week mm. that we uh, randomly spot check. Sure. Um, maybe sometimes more, sometimes less, depending on how organized we feel. Mm. Uh, this is two teams out of 70 yeah, a week. Yeah. So 70 to 80 teams we had last time. And we were very keen to see the numbers keep growing. So we're hoping to have a six or seven or maybe even nine week round robin to start with, followed by the playoffs and then the top cuts. So and multiple top cuts at that. Yeah. Depending multiple cuts, should I phrase it that way? But anyway, Jupiter, thank you so much for having me uh, on your podcast today. Look forward to working with you closely going forward. And maybe I'll get my ass in gear and actually be able to go into the qualifier on Saturday. Uh, we'll see if it's 9 a.m. I might be able to do that. Yeah, so there's there's definitely uh, healthy things. And if it's not this Saturday, next Saturday, it's the same thing. And then for the uh, last chance qualifier, we kind of split the difference and we only have one event. But uh, it's going to be the same as the league. It's going to be triad and it's basically going to be six rounds and it's over top you know, X amount of people are qualified. So um, looking to make it fun. And this weekend is Archon. So um, you just bring whatever deck you want, no limitations. Like uh, this is bring your power. Let's say this is the uh, play your best deck. Uh, you know, no, no, uh, no excuses, right? Uh, you're basically going to play and the best decks are going to win. Like that's just what's going to happen this weekend. Um, might be kind of mm -hmm. scary, but at the same time, you have to play the game because you, you never know what will happen. Um, the best of the best decks like still lose. Like uh, I played Daphne uh, Vega, which is our team's probably best deck overall um lateral shift uh has uh you know baron has like all kinds of great star alliance and stuff and uh all kinds of good discs and everything and it's you know logo so it's like super good like like the deck doesn't lose very often but the other day i was playing with a friend of mine that played like a 68 sass deck and it beat me yeah <laughs> it beat me it, once. It, it, the, the luck is the factor the game is all about mitigating luck really that is the game because the yeah. stronger decks are better at it yeah, I just but think that doesn't I, mean that that will always be there. Yeah, I, I, that's why I, I personally prefer best of three at least when I'm playing in a competitive event because it kind of gives you that one game to just flop, and then if you flop twice, then you 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 know that's just not your day. But uh, if you you know like chances are that if you flop one game, usually in the, in a best of three, you can get back the other two games. Um, so I think the best deck usually wins in a best of three. Um, but in a best of one, anything goes. Like uh, it's a wide open wide open fight so um with that said i got nothing else uh chris do you have anything last second you want to add that's it for me jupiter that just thanks for having us again and uh thanks to brett for all the hard work he does helping run coat yeah <laughs> i can't forget that you guys are always busy so if you haven't checked out the coat show on tuesdays at what time uh 9 p.m gmt on it lasts until about half past 11 gmt so if you're in the east coast like jupiter is i hope you're on the east coast now it's where, where are you then 
No, I'm saying five o'clock is what our time. Oh, five, so, so, so four, no, four o'clock, four p.m. Your time till six thirty oh. p.m. Your yeah. time. Yeah. So, yeah, and um, they're always fun to watch. I usually try to get in there when I can, and I'm not like tied down by Harlan. Um, I get my alert and I go and run over and try to get in. They have a really fun quiz show that uh, happens every event too. Um, yep, just six I, questions, but yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's it's fun. It's like a little like uh, how well are you in tune with the league and what's happening in that league. So, yeah, so check it out. So coat uh, all the way, um, KFPL all the way, CKMN doing its business. Thank you to TCO for everything that you do. Um, thank you to the people who are staying positive and and making KeyForge the community that we want. Um, everybody else, you can leave. I'm okay with it. Um, so <laughs> this is Jupiter from Manly. Or, New or come and let us change your mind. But yeah, sorry, Jeep you close off, man. You nah, nah, off. you're fine. But uh, I mean, I, I'm, I, I am always open to playing KeyForge. If you have issues with KeyForge and you want to learn more about KeyForge, I will coach you personally, myself. You just have to reach out. I will talk to you through it. I will get you through it. If you're new to KeyForge, hit me up as well. I will mail you free decks to play and stuff. It should cost you zero to get in if you know me um, because I will give you like a bunch of my bulk to play with and kind of just feel out the game with your family and stuff like that if you want it. Um, that's my COVID gift and my promise because quite honestly, I'd rather give it to somebody that's going to play them and enjoy them than sell it, try to sell them for a dollar or 50 cents bulk. Um, I'd just rather know that people are getting use out of Keyforge. So with all that said, Chris, I'll give you one more shot. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> so this is Jupiter from Manlius, New York, uh, fifth point of Keyforge, saying, I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. And if you'd like to be part of the conversation, reach out to us at KeyforgePremierLeague at gmail.com and join the show. Without you, we couldn't be us. Check out www.keyforge.com premierleague.com for links to all our content including learn to play videos and critique on gameplays no matter what your level is you are always welcome be a part of it the keyforge premier league get there